Hi guys, welcome to episode 59 of Geekscape. Uh, this is the movie, video game, and comic book podcast. Every week we bring you the latest news and reviews. Uh, these are my guest hosts. This is Skipper Martin, yeah, hello. writer of the comic book Bizarre New World. Right next to him is Geekscape is regular. That's Nick Scown. Uh, he just got back from... Where did you get back from? I just got back from Sundance. Yesterday morning. And uh, he's got a ton of news uh, about what he saw on the street, some of the movies he went to. And uh, that's what we got for this episode. And he smells great. Yeah, you smell leathery. Look at this. Every, people are, people are going to be like, man, there was a lot of rubbing sounds in the yes. episode. Should I strip for your show? No. Not yet. Not well, yet. Oh, make them wait. Make, make them sit through the show to, to get to the goods. Well, before we start talking about masculine sweaty men and Rambo, when are we going to get to that, by the way? We can talk about Rambo as soon as you want, but we can catch up on I mean... <laughs> Le- Whoa, that is Cheese over here on, on camera left side, and uh, he is very upset that he cannot fit between these two men and snore, like on past episodes. Um, cheese, if you would like, you can come up here, but uh, we do have work to do, Cheese. Um, he's feeling very left out. So, last time we had you on, you were here with your buddy Tone Rodriguez. and violent Now, he yelled about... He got very, very vocal about the kids in Nebraska on I have Xbox Live. Kids. kids in Nebraska are great. The, They're the my kids, best fans. He, he got very vocal about the kids in, on Xbox Live who kill him and how he's frustrated and how he literally wants to drive to Nebraska and choke them out. Has he done this? Have you ever seen him beat a kid? <laughs> Tone Rodriguez I've never actually seen get violent. Um, he's, uh, Does he have a trophy case of 19, uh, 17-year-old skulls, maybe? No, nothing like that. He is in Phoenix this weekend at uh, the Phoenix Con. So you can walk up and ask him about uh, how much he hates kids in Nebraska. But if I were you, I wouldn't really challenge him online. He obviously doesn't particularly care for it. Right. Now, uh, <laughs> what have you been up to since last time you were on the episode? Uh, Bizarre New World came out to critical acclaim. I even got a call from some guy named Jonathan London who seemed to like it. It's kind of. Cool. I did enjoy the the, the book. Guys. That was the book you were hawking on the, on the last episode hawking. you were on. He was hawking his it's wear. Like QVC. And uh, this is three issues, right? Um, that are, the first come out. series was uh, issues one, two, three, and we are. N- I'm now hawking again uh, the sequel, which is why I'm here with uh, my good buddy Jonathan. But are, are we going to see a trade paperback collection for our, you know, not regular comic book visiting audience? I love his plugs. You know what I mean? Like, 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 like we have a lot of audience members who are like, I'll just wait for it in trade. I'll get it in trade. Bastards. They just don't like going to the comic book stores every week, which I don't understand the psychology there. I, That's okay. Okay, for all you lazy people who love trade paperbacks. Um, what's happening right now, the sequel is going to be solicited in February, and it comes out in April. And when it comes out in April, we will be soliciting the trade paperback for issues one, two, three. Um, the trade paperback will be called Flying Man Discovered, and the sequel is Population Explosion. And, um, wait, the sequel comes out before the trade paperback? Correct. You can still get the How original How does that floppy. work? I know. You can still get the original floppies. If you want to get issues one, two, three, they're still available uh, through, uh, through your comic book store. You should be able to go through your comic book store. And we always, obviously, encourage you to go through your comic book store. Go in there and ask them to please order it. If they can't get it and you can't do it any other way, go to www.apecomics.com. You can buy all three online. It's important that you tell our listeners to support the comic book stores because uh, a lot of black market comic book dealings lead to things like uh, child slavery. Um, you have sex crimes, drugs, terrorism. Terrorism. So by buying your comic books in places other than a comic book store, 
or a licensed dealer, you are basically committing crimes yourselves. You <laughs> might as well be. You're kill, killing small babies. In you're Africa, basically, obviously. yeah, poaching in, in Africa and ki- killing the great apes. Let's see, I'm not sure about how the news or the media handles something like this. All I know is that uh, on CBIA, you guys familiar with CBIA, the big bad CBIA? No, no. What is the CBIA? Uh, there's all this. There's all these different fucking. I think it's a bunch of old people in rooms making l- rules. It's entirely and then possible. Lobbying. It's entirely possible. But CBIA, I believe it's cheese. Please get out of the light. Cheese. <laughs> cheese. Cheese is the Come light. Come, cheese. Comic book. Walk back lines. away from the light. I guess it's a message board where uh, industry professionals go and they talk about uh, retailer concerns and issues. And one of them, of course, is to make sure that the direct market isn't being cheated in any way. I believe they're having conversations right now, big conversation, about the big bad North Wind. You heard about that? The North Wind? The North Wind. Um, I think Ben Dunn gives us the North Wind. <laughs> well, look, I don't want to say. <laughs> our very own Ben Dunn. We discussed the North Wind last episode. <laughs> I don't know if we're talking about the same North yes, Wind. Yes, our flatulent friend. Uh, no, 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 different North Wind. Oh, look, I don't want to sit here and get in the middle of a really big brouhaha, but I guess I'm about to put myself there. Apparently, Fuck boom, you, motherfuckers. <laughs> apparently, Boom Studios <laughs> decided that they were going to solicit their book called North Wind, and then right, I believe the day after, day before, right around the time it was actually going to hit the shelves, they decided to then tell the retailers that you could also get it online for free Oh, <laughs> on MySpace, oh. the entire series. So let's say the retailers weren't too happy about that. And Absolutely not. Yeah, you, no. you know, you can get this show for free on, online. You go to iTunes. Well, otherwise, you'd be a communist. Yeah. We ain't going to charge for this. <laughs> but anyway, sorry. CBIA is where retailers get to go and talk about their gripes. And that was a valid one, I have to admit. I think that's pretty valid. That, so I look, go on there he's here. to make sure that uh, the retailers are happy about what I'm doing. And for instance, uh, obviously the reason I'm here, I'm here for one big reason, of course, to hawk the book. But really, uh, I called up Jonathan and said, hey, I really need to come here and talk to you about something. And that is a contest, a big contest, an amazing contest. Let's get to the contest Later on the show, we're gonna make you. We're gonna make you work for this. We're gonna make you listen to our Rambo review oh, okay. right. in order to find out how do you can win some cool shit. I gotta say, the winners of uh, our Simpsons movie DVD contests were announced last week on the show, and uh, here are your copies. That'll be hitting the mail on Monday. Uh, we got three copies of the Simpsons movie DVD. So, Geekscape really is the place to get some free shit. Thanks, um, Fox. Thank you, Fox. Thank you, Rough Draft Studios. And let's move forward. Uh, yeah, you like this movie? Yes, I did. I liked it a lot. You should have entered our uh, contest. <laughs> I'm scum. I didn't do it. So, so um, this movie, Rambo, that Sylvester Stallone wrote and directed, this, this uh, movie, I got to tell you, last week I got a lot of heat for my Cloverfield review. A lot of you guys enjoyed Cloverfield. I like living in a nation where that movie can come out and you can enjoy it. I like living in that world. Uh, but I think I had valid points. To, to not like in the movie And uh, the ridiculousness Let's just call out Eric A.D. right now Eric A.D., you are ridiculous By saying I did not appreciate the movie Because I did not Get the subtext of a film About a giant monster attacking New York There's a fucking subtext The subtext, subtext. So I bring you to Rambo <laughs> A movie so ripe With subtext it will blow your balls off along with all these different uh, Burmese militants in the movie that get their balls blown off. This movie is amazing. It, is, it opens in Burma. Okay? Where villagers and rebels are getting killed by the Burmese military. Okay? You see them, you see them on a field and they throw a bunch of mines into this uh, rice field. 
and then they pull a bunch of prisoners out of a truck and they go da -da 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 -da, right and they're taking bets and they're going to send these guys off into the minefields yeah. <laughs> and they're taking bets on who's going to not get exploded yes. <laughs> by the time they reach the mm -hmm. end and so you see these these people at gunpoint getting forced into this uh, this field that has mines in it and they're getting blown up and this and that and then they're all going to get gunned down anyway. These are bad people. This movie does not work with subtlety, although it does have subtext. It does not work with subtlety. These are definitely bad guys, and we definitely need somebody to take them down. Cut to Wait, it's, a peaceful... It's not, it's not Russian roulette, then. Uh, it's kind of like Russian roulette, but they're going like, to kill them anyway. Like, uh, they're going to kill them It's anyway. like Russian craps, maybe. Yeah. But, so you, you find the bad guys. You get the bad guys, you get it. They're bad. They're, they're horrible. They're the worst people on the planet. Cut to our, our hero. This is Rambo. John Rambo. You've seen him in the first three movies that you love, and they should all be etched into your memory as the ma amazing feats of cinematic masterpieces that they are. So, I know. Uh, <laughs> so you got John Rambo. He's, he has this peaceful existence on the Burmese-Thai you know, border, and he's a snake wrangler. He's catching snakes and selling them to this, like, Tourist attraction snake farm. I fucking shit you not. That is the plot of this movie. He's right. Okay. True. He is approached. He is approached by a bunch of uh, like missionaries from Colorado, and they say we want to go into Burma and and get medical supplies to the people who are getting oppressed by the military. And he says, I I don't go into Burma. It's a war zone. You are like no. This is where subtext comes in. He's the guy who owns the boat. Now, in ancient times of mythology, the boatman was the character who would bring people from the land of the living into the land of the dead. You think Sylvester Sloan didn't know that as he wrote this script? No, my friends. He knew that the boatman was an iconic figure in history. He said, I will be a boatman because it is a metaphor. It is subtext. So if you want subtext, Rambo's fucking got it. He is the boatman <laughs> that takes these people from the land of the living into the land of the dead, Burma, the greatest war zone ever. Takes the motherfuckers, of course they get captured. He finds out later that they get captured, and he's got to go in with a bunch of mission. Uh, you know, like, uh, now you got these, these badasses that I he's with. My brothers, the mercs. He's the with mercenaries. These, these mercenaries, and they got to go in and they got to get these uh, missionaries out. And uh, that's basically the movie. He goes with these, mer like, mercenaries, they get the missionaries out, and that's the movie. Uh, yeah, pretty much. What'd you guys think? Fucking awesome. <laughs> That's what I thought. Okay? This movie is such a celebration <laughs> of <laughs> movies. Not film, not cinema, not any feats of, like, amazing shit. This is what you paid to see. You know what you're going to get. Somebody was like, dude, what'd you think of Rambo? I'm thinking about going to see it. I say, you know what? What do you think it's going to be like? Because that's what it's going to be like. It's not going to be more. It's not going to be less. Yeah. It's going to be exactly what you expect when you sit down with your popcorn and your drink and you're going to watch this movie. Yes. Uh, it's deplorable. It's overly violent. It's, it's desensitizing. It's uh, incredibly loud, graphic. I mean, it's really something that's rather disgusting on so many levels, and that's why it's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's the equivalent of a 4th of July fireworks display yeah. with guts. Yeah. Okay. Instead of sparkles. Oh, yeah. by the end of it, you think you're watching somebody make a bunch of jam out of fucking yeah. like Asians. Yeah, I mean, like you just see people stuff. getting torn to meat. You don't see. I mean, you see what these weapons do. An anti-aircraft gun turned on people. It just takes them apart. Yeah. 
you see the heads of, like the like not just the head get blown off. You see like the top half of the head get blown off by a sniper bullet. Yep. This movie is non fucking stop from the first bullet to the end. Mm-hmm. And anything less, you would have been disappointed. Is it a good movie? By the standards of cinema, no. Is it like amazing dialogue? No, the dialogue is actually pretty bad. But is it worth six dollars, ten dollars to go in and see exactly what you expected? Yes. Your expectations will get met. You will walk out with a smile, and the entire theater will be going. This is the the experience you can get watching Rambo. You're sitting in a theater, and every two seconds, somebody goes. The whole theater goes. Oh! Yeah. Oh! I mean, you're just laughing the whole time. How many times did your audience break into applause? Oh, every other about every two minutes. Um, yeah, we probably got, would you say, seven or eight? A good seven or eight times the whole audience just broke into a place. Yeah, there is a point where uh, Rambo puts well, a... Uh, away. Well, he hurts people, we know Well, that. he hurts people, but but the the part where he outruns the uh, explosion is basically yes, where, where, where you realize that Rambo has extended humanity and, and human restraints, and now he is a force of nature. He's no longer a person. <laughs> and that's what this movie really is. It's... It's a force of nature movie. You see that Rambo is no longer human, and he is exactly what you thought he was as a kid. He's well, a fucking know, force of nature. In all the other movies, or in most movies, uh, I, I would say up until this point, I haven't really seen a lot of movies like this. I honestly haven't seen a movie like this in a very long time. That's why when it comes around, it's, it's a thing. Yeah. You know, it's a... But one thing that in this movie that's very different from anything previous, for instance, uh, um, I was watching First Blood Part 2 last night, or uh, Rambo First Blood Part 2. And, you know, when people get shot, you get that typical, oh, and they'll fall or whatever. Every single time someone gets shot, there's some kind of reaction. There's something. Please, Sorry, there's, please. Yeah, there's something being pulled. There's, you know, oh, this... they, they get rea- Every single shot causes some kind of reaction. Yeah. The physics of this movie is what you go see this movie for. Uh, yeah, the, the physics, yeah, think the about physics. the physics of like what a bullet does to a human being. That is what this movie is. I, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. You get it in all its glory. There. You get it in all its Absolutely. glory. But there is no gray area here. The bad guys are definitely bad. Even the, the lead general of the, the bad guys, to the point where he's gay. You see him with a little boy. We can't have that. Not in Rambo's world. Uh-uh. Rambo's world is red-blooded American straight men. Okay, um, so so. I mean, Rambo goes where the James Bond franchise is afraid to killing the gay element. The James okay. Bond franchise just like kind of. Well, they can't help it. They're they're, they're, Br- they're British. They're so yeah, close they're to being gay already. It doesn't. You know, no, please, I, I do not like. I do not hate gay people. So you, you have no fear for me. <laughs> just distancing myself from I the controversy. Oh, the, oh, Geekscape is all about controversy. I, I've seen like usually when you say gay things, the guests like get away from you. But now you're gay bashing, and people are going away from you. I'm not gay bashing. No. Okay, okay. Rambo is. Oh, <laughs> all right. Rambo is. Hey, Sam versus Rambo. Sam versus Rambo, I think it's uh, Super Action Man versus Rambo. I think is tough because last time they met, they they shared a couple of brewskis, uh, cooked. They about? had a, a, a barbecue. Uh, we have a good friend named Super Action Man who, uh, you know, I don't know which one came first, Rambo or Super Action Man, but uh, they were both very very big guys. You you must you must look this man out. He is a man of legend. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that they're. It's like comparing two. No, you can't do that. You can't what compare equals. What year did he come out? Oh, he's here. He, he's a real person. Oh, he's a real person. So we, we'll educate you uh, later. I'm very sorry. Don't I you? 
He he may just panel wire your fucking nuts off tonight, just for saying that. I thought I was steeped in pop culture. I knew all these references, but I've oh. never heard of this guy. Before. Oh, you have. Because he moves like the mist. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> He's like a damn ninja. My apologies. How could you know do the you, name of the wind? By the time you look for him, he's gone. Okay. Like, right. trust me. He, he is a whisper upon, your, upon the back of your neck at night. Okay. Nate, did you see Rambo? No, I have he not seen Rambo. I have not seen Rambo. <laughs> That's cool. This movie is the most satisfying two-star movie I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line. I love that. It is. It's a great. It is a great time. Was the movie good? Absolutely yeah. not. Was the movie absolutely satisfying? Yes, it was. It was satisfying. I saw uh, First Blood in the theater. I saw. I've seen all three of them in the theater. And for some reason, I'm going to call both of you out on this. Both of my brothers last night. I've seen both of them, all these movies with them. And for some reason, I called them up last night. We're going right, and they both went. Why? Rambo, man. I, Why wouldn't you go? Well, I think because of the recent administration, some people have lost faith in America. Not my brothers, and, no. And no. you need a faith in America to see this film because it is ultimately it is ultimately about America. You know, uh, he, the boatman. There's a line where he says, "Who are you, boatman?" <laughs> One of the characters says, "Who are you, boatman?" And he doesn't answer. And my answer is. He might as well be Washington crossing the Delaware because this film is about the American fabric and its place in the world. It is that big. If you want subtext, this movie has it. <laughs> I'm just talking. I can't tell if he's being honest or not. No, I'm not he's being honest. This movie, okay. this movie, we've talked about it. It's good. Well, it's good. Well, it's a great movie. I'm just, I don't know what he's talking I, I'm, about. I'm, I'm, I'm treating this movie like my audience treated Cloverfield. Oh, okay. All right, all right. That's great. And then they got mad at the deep me. Deep meaning, you yeah. know, the metaphors. Uh, and, mm, that's funny. I saw Teeth. Brian saw Teeth? Well, how was it? This is the movie about Rent It? But you don't want to talk too much about it because it's like, oh, oh. If I can, I'm just far away. Well, I mean, what do you want to talk about? Like, it's a movie about a vagina with teeth in it. It kills men. It's a nice what? little satire. Oh. Come here. Brian, wait, 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 Brian, I think that we can do this easy. Ooh, here, yeah, yeah. we don't have go. to show you your monkey face. Right. Oh, good. <laughs> okay. Now he's like the, uh, he's the guy in Cloverfield. Yeah. I'm, I'm just yes, kind of scared to see now you're you make the other half of the screen while I'm talking. <laughs> And it'll probably be so. Now. So Brian, um, what did I, you think of? So I just saw Teeth. Um, I saw it with my uh, with my friend uh, Tara, and uh, we went to. It was only playing like in one. Is theater this your Kovic? Um, oh uh, no no no! This is someone else. But um, we we saw it in this. It's only playing in one place. I don't even know if they can see it okay. in theaters right now. But you can um, rent it. Soon. Yeah, it's pretty hard. It, but if you could see it in theaters, rent it. Um, because the, if you haven't heard of Teeth, Teeth is, uh, it's like a comedy horror satire about a young woman who has teeth in her vagina. And so this is a young woman who is part of the celibacy club in her local high school, and they're all super Christian, and they all really make fun of that. And, like, it's really, it's always fun when they make fun of How Christians, you know? Oh, okay. And it's always really, really fun. And, you know, and, and it's, like, nice, and it's satirical and all this type of stuff. Does she brush them? Until she fucks a guy and teeth bite his dick off 
I'm so happy I'm on this show. What's great? What's Teeth great? Bite the fucking guy's dick off. And uh, that's and here's the thing though. Like she at first, like throughout half the movie, she thinks that everyone's vagina is like that, and oh, that's wow. why she's. She doesn't know that it's like a weird thing that her vagina has teeth, mm-hmm. and but but the thing is that this could have my dick has like, an eyeball. I didn't like <laughs> yours doesn't. Like I feel like I feel like I feel like Lifetime, uh, Lifetime, the network on television. Yeah. I feel like it switched owners, and now the chick like who owns Lifetime like has dreadlocks and like hairy pits, and she goes out and punches guys because it's made like a Lifetime movie. Dude, every fucking guy in this movie is a complete and total. Dirt bag, like, <laughs> like you have. I mean, you see, you see the vagina dentata as it's told. It's 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 hilarious. Like they go, she goes back and she looks in like ancient myths, and what she has is like this oh. vagina dentata that needs a hero to conquer it's like it. Ben but... Dunn, the werewolf comb. <laughs> yes, and but every so, guy pretty much deserves what they get. Yes, and what's cool is that every guy in there like is either like trying to rape her or like she goes to the gynecologist at some point and the gynecologist just to get the shit checked out after she finds out like holy shit my vagina having teeth that's flossing. not that's not normal you have to yeah, floss like it. God damn it! Um, and she goes in and the fucking uh, gyno the, the, tries to the gyno. Her? How do you think he tries to molest her, Nick? He's gonna put her under. I'm guessing. Uh, okay. Oh, that's how Nick would rape a girl. That's how Nick would rape oh, a girl. John? I don't fucking know. Uh, how do you think the gyno would do it? Straps her in and then forces himself upon her. Okay. Skip. I'm sorry. It's really not name. second nature to me, you creep. Okay, no, no, no. I'm just saying, what how happens? do you... It was so... That's the only th- thing about this. Is when I, he tries to fist her. Oh, what? there's that. What the fuck? And then so the vagina like so chomp his ass, all, chomps off all all his all his fingers, and he's like, ah, ah vagina dentata, it exists. And it's just so funny. He says those words. Yeah, but it comes off like a very much like a trauma movie, and and like it and the only way they describe this, they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't explain like this is why she has teeth in her fucking vagina only way is you see them growing up in the same house and they've lived in the same house the whole time and they have this like huge power plant like right behind the house it's like always looming in every establishing shot it's pretty funny and uh it's the only way they describe it but yeah teeth uh is interesting if you're into that type of shit like trauma type movies or like really b type movies that are horror Go see it. Um, go right. see it with someone, and it'll be fun for a theater experience because you don't usually get to see movies like this in theater. Yeah. But you really don't need to. It's definitely a rental for people that like that, and definitely not a date movie because my friend Mike went on a date and he took her to that. Oh, and an idiot! And it's like, what are you doing? Now, 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 are you? Because we know you're single now, but but you like want, you're ready to mingle. No, I'm fucking scared. Dude. Do you not want to mingle now? Dude, that's scary. That's some scary yeah. shit. No, no, no. But here's the thing. The vagina only um, bit someone when she wanted them to. Like, she didn't know it, but she was involuntarily, when she didn't want someone in there, the vagina did it. Because she had sex with some guy, and she was totally into it. She's like, oh, my God, this is great. It's it's over. This nightmare is done. But then the guy gets all creepazoid on her. Snip. Yep. But, and wow. there's a lot of, like, gore. You see, like, the penis is, like, chopped off. and sh- It's crazy. So very much a uh, horror, uh, trauma, satire to watch uh, for, for that, my those advice type of people. And it's guys. fun because we like those type of movies, right? My, thank you, Brian. My, my advice to all you guys out there, loosen her up with a toy uh, just to make sure <laughs> that she does not have vagina dentata. That is just my advice for you. Uh, you know, s- send, in, send in something. You know, make it make it. 
You know what I'm saying. Okay, so our friend Nick Scout. Like a scout, a scout. A little scout, you know? You follow that up. You can well, here, follow that up. We'll transition, because Teeth was actually a Sundance movie last year. It was year. a Sundance Perfect. movie last year, uh, along with Son of Rambo. Son of Rambo. Which is coming out soon, I hope. Uh, but you went this year. Yes, yes. So, so did you bring me back any uh, celebrity stash stuff? Did you, did you, bring, some, did you steal some something? Yeah. I, I, have sw- I actually have swag at my house if you, if you want it. I don't want any of this junk. Okay. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, they're passing it out. And it's like, you want this? And it's like, I guess, because it's free. Yeah, they but pass like, out a lot of free when stuff. Gonna, huh? When am I going to wear a cha-cha scarf again? Sundance 08. Like, when, when am I going to be like, oh, yeah, it's time to bust out my scarf. From Sundance 08. Yeah. So tell me about the experience of going to Sundance, this big film festival. Uh, well, I mean, I grew up there. So I sort of, I've seen it become, when it was very small, sort of pain in the ass to the giant clusterfuck that it is now right i mean it's just, it's I, I told someone it's like i hadn't been there for a couple of years and in the first hour i remembered why i hate sundance and why i love sundance and why i hate it is it's a small town and they blocked off all the roads so you can only park where they want you to park and it's like 20 dollars for parking it's wow. like going to a, to a concert at the staples center something it's ridiculous but um but yeah so i'm driving around for an hour trying to find free parking and as i'm driving like down just like a little side street Walking on the street is Quentin Tarantino, you know, just by himself, no, like, entourage, he's just walking down the street. And about 20 feet behind him are a pack of, like, 17-year-old boys who, you know, are, like, all going, like, oh, my God, who's going to go talk to him? We got to go to, you know, just, like, you can tell they're just, like, waiting for their moment to spring upon Quentin Tarantino. I I give Skipper two comic cons before that is your experience. Before anyone be, wants be, to before, talk to me, that is right. Nah. Two comic cons. Yeah. Before, well, seven, before seventeen-year-old boys from right. Nebraska. <laughs> yep. So, so it's just like so. It's, that's that's the fun. Is you see things like that. You see. He's kind of a tall dude, isn't he? He's pretty. He's pretty tall, but it's just like it's like an empty side street. Nobody's on it except for Quentin Tarantino walking around, and like a and it's like they just. It's like he knows they're there, and it's just like a matter. Of, and I, so I can just play out. The funny, funny comedy that was going to happen in about thirty seconds after. Yeah, you should have just kicked it in the park, been like, "Hey, kids, watch this." Yeah. Walked up to the guy and punched him, and been like, "That's for your grindhouse movie." Yeah. So it's just like, so it's like that's <laughs> that's that's that is Sunday. It's like you know, right. there's great. It's ter- It's terrible. It's terrible. It's hard to get to see, see movies. It's really hard to get into them. You know, it's hard to get into the parties. And it's just like, but you know, you see things like that that are just fun that you're not going to see anywhere else. You know. Um, and so that's that's the kind of thing that it's like, you know. Did you see anything? I mean, did you? What did you see? I ended up seeing a couple of movies. I saw um, uh, the Mysteries of Pittsburgh, which is uh, actually <laughs> it's based on a Michael Chavon uh, book. Chavon book, and um, but it was actually directed by the guy who did Dodgeball, which is wow. very interesting. And I read the book. Yeah, and it's and it's interesting <laughs> that he did it because you're like, wow, that's that's, the, that's re- his follow up to those, Dodgeball. He did those Terry Tate. Yeah, yeah, the Terry Tate commercials, and so it's just like I was like, so so in the beginning, you're just like, oh, what the hell is this going to be? But it's actually, well, it's a well done film, and you know, as you can see that okay, this guy isn't just you know, because he's like our age. Yeah, he's like our age, and he's just doing like slapstick comedy for all anyone knew. But he did like a serious movie, did a fairly good job with it, you know, especially with with good source material from you know the guy who did Wonder Boys and, and that sort of thing. Um uh, what else did I see? Uh, oh, I saw the new Duplass Brothers film. The guys they did who did the puffy chair. They did the puffy chair. I saw their new film, which was pretty interesting. It was like, um, what was it called Baghead? It's called Baghead, and uh, I don't want. It's not like a step back, but it's definitely not a step forward. 
maybe it's just like a sidestep in a different kind of direction. But it's because I like their first one because it's a balance of comedy and drama made for no money. And in this one, same kind of thing, comedy and drama, but they've added like this new element. They've added like a little horror element to it where it's about a group of actors who go up to a cabin in Big Bear Lake to, uh, to write a movie. And... Um, <laughs> And then, uh, and uh, what happens is, is they may or may not be being stalked by the, like a killer, or baghead, either as a, uh, it's a, uh, you know, either one of them in the group is this person playing a prank on everybody else, or this guy exists. And so they add this sort of horror element to it, which just is, you can see it's them just trying to like add another ball to their juggle. And it, it, I think they do it well, but it's just like it's not a step forward. It's like oh, it's not going to be. You know, it's like Christopher Nolan going from the following to Memento. You know, right. it's like it's not like a whole huge leap forward in their in their style or anything like that. The what best else? the best movie that I saw, which I which I bought, I had to buy the swag for, is uh, there's a, a documentary called Anvil: The Story of Anvil. What is this? Anvil is a uh, they were a he- the biggest Canadian heavy metal band in 1984. <laughs> Let me see. And this, uh, this yeah, is, here's, here's the shirt. And so essentially, they this documentary is kind of like a real life version of Spinal Tap, uh-huh. which is that these guys were uh, really big in this, the summer of 1984. They went on tour, uh, like a monster of you know heavy metal tour with like them. It was like them, Bon Jovi, the Scorpions. So they're just like you know huge guys, and they had a huge influence on like Metallica and all these other bands that came after them. Like their album was a very influential album, but they never became big. They never became you know this uh, very popular band. And so we catch up with them now, thirty years later, and we see that they are actually still in the band and still Wait. and still trying to make it. And they have never broken up since nineteen eighty four. You know, oh, wow. and and so now they're these old dudes in Canada. Like working, like one guy's just you know fixing, it's like a fix-it guy going to people's houses fixing stuff. The other guy delivers like lunches uh, to schools, and um, and so now, but now they get this European woman who who is just a crazy old European lady who like loves them. One of their fans is like, I can book you guys on a European tour, and you're gonna get like fifteen hundred pounds a show. Uh, and they jump at it. And they jump at it. Like, oh, yeah, we got to go. And it just turns into a huge disaster. It's, cause it's, it's close it's to $3,000 a show. Yeah, but they're not, they don't get that money. You know, like, they so, don't get that money. They don't have, like, they miss every train they're supposed to have, or they're not booked on the train. Were laughing the whole time? Or and, well, that's sad. the interesting is the first half is very, very funny, you know, and you're just, like, just laughing. And, and the guys are funny characters in themselves, you know, like... There's stuff that you was like if, if if you didn't if it wasn't a documentary you'd be like if somebody wrote it you're just like that's too ridiculous to put right. in your movie you know, um, but then the second half it becomes sort of like you get the sad part which is after this tour's over these guys are like you know should we throw in the towel it's been you know since nineteen yeah it's been thirty over, it's over, been thirty yeah. years since we've been trying to become big and we haven't and you know they're in their fifties now, but there, it's you know so it's kind of depressing, but you get but. But the great thing about him is, like, they don't give up. And, like, the main guy, the lead singer, he's very... They don't stop believing. Yeah, he, he's like, he really, yeah, he really will not give up on his dream at any, at any cost. He, he's like, he's like, I would rather be, you know, a poor, starving artist trying to get, make my dream come true than some guy at a job that I hate, you know? And Could... so there's something very 
uplifting in the end about the film because you're just like they won't give up and now they sort of have a second life with this with this film well we're all creatives uh, yeah um so we're, we're all we're all gonna be met with that you know fate but you gotta admit they're trying to still break it with music that hasn't been popular in over 20 years. Yeah. And, they, and, their, and their sound hasn't changed. Their sound know? hasn't changed. You know what so. I mean? Like, like these bands who have made it, like U2's changed their sound. Yeah. You know? Even bands like Green Day that have only been around a little over a decade, they've changed their sound. Yeah. You know? So. That's There's weird. something, it's simultaneous. It's like, like some of my friends were sound. like, you know, they were like, ah, oh, so it was just so hard for me to watch because it right. was like so. And I was like, you know, I, for me, it was just like, I was encouraged because like. You wanted to get he, the he, band he, was back put, together. he was putting a positive spin on everything, everything bad that would happen. He's just like, he's like, I just know it can't get any worse than this. You know, it's like, it is, yeah, it and, and you're really like, and he's like, but, but, you know, even if it does get worse than this, you know, and he's just like, but he always looks on the positive side. And so it That's was like Geekscape for, for Brian and I. So in a lot of ways, it was like, it was like American movie. If you it's liked like, American movie, uh, definitely like a real life version of Spinal Tap. And the first half was just very funny. American you know? movie is amazing. Uh, that movie is incredible. American movie. Uh, let's talk um, comic books real quickly. Have you guys still been reading Punisher? Garth Ennis' Punisher? I pick it up every now and then, but it's one you could definitely drop and then pick back up if you're low on cash. He had this five, six-issue storyline uh, where, in an earlier storyline, he had gone to Afghanistan with this uh, one mercenary, female mercenary, and they ended up doing it. It's not often you see Frank Castle and a woman get it on in comics, right? Uh, now you're met with the, this storyline a couple years later, and of course... Garth Ennis introduced this big old black dude named Barracuda, who's just a badass, like, motherfucker who just comes at him. Oh, is he back? Barracuda's back, and he's found out that this mercenary ended up having a daughter with Frank Castle. Oh. And he's got the daughter, and Frank is like, oh my god, I have a vulnerability now, you know? He had no loved ones, nobody, that, nobody in the real world that he had to worry about. Now he's got this daughter, and Barracuda's got her. That's it. And so it's the final, like, Barracuda versus Frank Castle. This Barracuda character is really cool that Garth Ennis introduced. And this last storyline is... If, if, if Rambo is one of the most violent... It's probably close to... It's definitely top three most violent movies I've ever seen in my life. This new Rambo. Really? It's yeah, cartoony. It's, very it's cartoony, but it, and it's ridiculous, but it's very violent. This Garth Ennis... This last issue of the, of the story arc with uh, the Punisher versus Barracuda for Frank Castle's daughter is the most violent comic I've ever seen in my entire life. And I will tell you that right now, the end of this fight is final, and it is brutal. <laughs> and you're watching this, and you're like, holy shit, thank God for Marvel's Max line, because Garth Ennis and, and this artist... Uh, Goran Parlov, they pull no punches on this, on this ending. It is awesome. Motherfucker wow. comes at him with a pickaxe and just does business to him. You see pieces of people's body parts getting pulled off, and uh, by the end of it, you know you still got your Punisher, but man, is he fucked up. And uh, yeah, if you guys haven't, um, let, let me see what the name of the story arc is because when this thing comes out in trades. You guys should go out and find the, the the introduction of Barracuda. Like, I don't know what the name of that trade paperback is, but Barracuda. He, is it just called Barracuda? 
And then uh, Barracuda has his own little series where he goes to like South America and helps like overthrow this dictator. And that was pretty funny. But um, this one, Long Cold Dark, is the name of the story arc. And it starts with them fighting. The whole thing is them fighting. And uh, can I just say early in the issue what happens? Uh, he grabs a pair of pliers, reaching for his gun. He ends up with a pair of pliers, reaches up, grabs onto Barracuda's nose, and yanks it off the front of his face. So uh, that's pretty gross. Like He's got like a skeletal hole on his face, just yanks it off. And uh, Barracuda's coming after the Punisher, starts having these flashbacks to all the bad shit that he's done over his life. And, um, you know... I mean, look at that. He's got a giant gaping hole in his face where he yanked his nose off after breaking it. And um, brutal, brutal, brutal. But that's how you want your Punisher book. That's how you want your Punisher book. book. (laughs) (laughs) Now, how soon before Bizarre uh, New World has your comic book before you have this happen? Uh. (laughs) Are we going to see any of that? Not that I know of. What what happened in your childhood that led to this comic book? Let's talk about your book real quick. Uh, Nothing in my childhood led to it. Now, now, I mean, because I'm thinking now, now I'm thinking about all the metaphors that Rambo had. I'm thinking about your book. And I'm like, maybe maybe when those priests touched you, all you wanted to do was fly away from everything and escape. And now you've made a book where you, as the title character, it's all explained. You fly away from, from all your from all your problems. Is that what's going on there in your book? Uh, well, I, I hadn't thought of it that way, but you know. I'm... Do you wish you had teeth on your anus for when that guy... <laughs> I'm sorry, Mark. <laughs> Skipper, that, that's not even funny. Well, it's if I had up. teeth on my anus... That priest would have had a different <laughs> calling. Uh, you know what? What helped would helped him out, actually. Would have helped you out. <laughs> <laughs> how do you know how I grew up? He's got the <laughs> devil's anus! Um... The boy's got yes, the devil. That's good. I, you know, uh, it's not often I have these great thoughts that I had never thought of before. This is no. one of them. Uh, no, so so uh, we do remember, actually. You told us on the last show when you got the idea for the series. Yes. Uh, um, going forward, I don't want to spoil... I really don't want to spoil the no, first no, no, no. three Well, okay. Uh, but, but it is what the second story arc is about. Se- okay, so here's what's happening. With the contest coming up, you're being asked to bring, read please, please, sorry, eat, eat the microphone. <laughs> when you uh, to get into the contest, you actually have to read the book, and it's going to be online for free. The so, third book, the third book with a recap from issues one and two. So, if you don't want to be spoiled, if you want to put a marker in here that we can talk about spoiler material, because I would love to get you know his input uh, on the final issue. Because right. I, I, Jonathan, I called you and I told he you. He called me when he read issue number one. Um, uh, he. You know, gave me, you know, issue number two has that a great dialogue with the guys in the uh, post house. Yes, you that, call, you told I me called about you and, I, and I said, I said, you know what? This is really good dialogue. This is believable. Well, there's this big, great geek scene where all these guys talk about what would, what it would take for a human being to fly. And well, each issue he has finished. the ability to fly, yeah. and he comes in and goes, guys, how could somebody fly? Yes, if he could fly, and they're like, well, speaking hypothetically, maybe yeah. this or that. And the whole time, he has to keep the secret that. Yeah. He has the powers. And at the end of issue two, you would call me and go, man, this is really great. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. I said, please call me. Yeah. And he didn't He didn't disappoint. He called me up. He goes, I just finished your third book. What did you tell me? Um, well, A, I didn't, I, I didn't see the end of, of three coming. Mm-hmm. And All right. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Go and, ahead. Go ahead. And everyone on the planet flies. Shit does not, like, like, like you blew the shit open. Yes. You can't put it all back. No, I cannot put it all back. It's not a joke. It's not a dream. It's nothing like that. Um, 
where the story came from. Because you know they, they, they killed Xavier at the end of uh, Messiah yeah, Complex. Yeah, they, they, they just totally ruined it, didn't they? Yeah, at least for the next two years, Xavier's dead. Okay, no, no, nothing like that. <laughs> it's not like this. This okay, is done. Series, it will not be redone. The series was intended when I Undone. first when I first came up with it. Um, I was literally just, I came up with that basic concept that everyone's come up with. What would it take? Wouldn't it be really cool if I could fly? And about one minute later, it had occurred to me, wait a minute, if I had this story about a regular guy I could fly, that's fun and interesting, and I could probably do... X amount of stories with that, but sooner or later I wouldn't really. You know, if he's really a regular right. guy and there's no villains, there's not much more I'm going to be wanting to do with that. You can't it's, pay your rent by flying. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, you know, it's kind of fun and interesting, but I probably wouldn't have much to tell with that story. And then within a couple minutes, it dawned on me: wait a minute, what if he's only the first, and everyone takes off? And that's where, that's why I did the story. I did it because I wanted to see the whole world fly, but I needed to tell that first part by itself as. One guy right. can fly. What would it What would it be like for a regular guy who could fly? So the whole first series is really about what he goes through. The end of the first series is boom, and everyone takes off, and, and which is the story I really wanted to tell. Now, now, spoilers done. Spoiler over. You can, you can listen to this. Uh, the this story that you want to this is the, now you're at where you want to go. Yes. You, the first three issues were getting you where you want to go. Now you've got it. But you want people to read it. You want people to read this third issue and this upcoming uh, in the trade and the sequel. Uh, how how is this contest? What is the contest that okay. you're running? The contest came about because we were trying to come up. You know, when we were uh, um, advertising the first series, we were trying to come up with new ways to advertise for the book and trying to come up with some new ways to get people maybe and i really think that my book works for not only comic book people but non-comic book people so i wanted to hit an audience that was much bigger than just your typical you know comic book audience so we thought about ain't a cool news uh, because they service obviously movies right comics uh, anything genre related ain't a cool news will cover and they're quite expensive because they get a pretty big hit count and so it was too rich for my blood at the time and i walked away from it now with the new series coming out um, it popped. Uh, now, when I'd contacted Anacool last time, they said, "You know, if you're going to do something through us, we really recommend a contest." Right. Uh, Roland over at Anacool, very nice guy, um, and he said that they're very successful. They do a really good job, and uh, they get uh, a lot of uh, interest. So later on, when the uh, when it came about, how am I going to advertise the new book? Well, if I gave something away, I don't want to give away a piece of art. If you've never read the book, you're not going to care. So right. if I could give away something that people, you know, anybody would like, and we have. Come on over here. Uh, where are they? Yeah, over here. Here, okay. grab those over here. In my book, and there are tons and tons of people out there, I'm sure, who have these. This is nothing new to anybody. Nick, here, take this. Take it, guys. John, let's fight right now. Here. <laughs> sword fight, sword fight. Okay. This is the new shit, motherfuckers. Yes. In the original series. I'm a motherfucking Jedi. <laughs> In Bizarre so New World. Uh, that's great. And it's right by my face. I'm going to turn that off. All right, in the first series, um, and based on true, when I go out to meet my son in Arizona, these are the actual lightsabers that we play with. Okay. And um, I put that scene in the book. It was fun to have this cute little lightsaber moment, and that's it. Well, it, it uh, became uh, a fun idea for a giveaway. So for Ain't It Cool News, I wanted to give away. Uh, Mike, please, please, please. Microphone. Oh, microphone, sorry. Please. Welcome to the world of audio. Yes, yes, yes. What are you doing? Skipper's okay. looking for a guy. Skip, yes. Very sorry, Mike, Mike, Mike. Rufus um, is farting. We, they have chaos in the okay. studio. This is what we're going to give away. Not this one, though. These are over-the-counter. 
And one thing you'll see very quickly, you'll see these dark spots when I turn this on because we have bashed the crap out of these. This is now dark spots. Please, here. you have to talk into the mic. Sorry please. about that. Please, um, this no. is where you hit your kid in the face. Yeah. This is where no. you hit your kid across the back <laughs> like like a like a Singapore cane. Actually, this is cane. his. He uses the red one more than I do. Okay, this is where he cracked you in the nuts. Yeah, yeah, you got it. Well, now. When um, I wanted to do the contest, I wanted to do something that you couldn't get over the counter. You can't go to Walmart. You can go to Walmart, actually. I believe some of them sell these. Okay. Um, these are from Master Replicas. They're Force Effects lightsabers. Anyways, I didn't want to sell something you'd get over the counter. There's a guy online. His name is Robert Ionicone at AdvancedLightWeaponry.com, and he makes custom lightsabers. So I contacted him and asked him, "Would you make, um, you know, would you make custom ones for the contest?" And his are different. His... I gotta ask my mom first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. He's a real, he's a real prop maker, and um, he, you gotta go to his site. He's got really amazing stuff. He makes some of these like out of bone, uh, out of marble. They're really amazing looking stuff. Anyways, so somebody's gonna enter this contest. Well, and then what just so you know, what's different about the ones, the one in the contest, the blades removable. Um, and also these, that's what these dark spots are all about. This works with a string of LEDs, and you really shouldn't be bashing these because they're going to break, and that's why right. mine have dark spots. The one that he puts out is reinforced and won't suffer from that problem. You could bash the crap out of it. Okay. It's, it's combat ready. How do you um, win the, one of these? What okay. do you do? Um, on February 4th, uh, Ain't It Cool News is going to you know, launch the contest. I'm going to get this big old stick in my face. Yeah, no, don't um, worry about it. Um, and I'm all you have to... I'm, tra I'm trained with <laughs> this trained. shit. All, all you have to do is go to Ain't It Cool News. You're going to see a contest. There's also going to be a banner running for one week. There's going to be free links to read issue number three. And you have to read it, answer three questions, and choose a number between zero and 9999. Ain't It Cool News recommended that we add a random element to it so there's no way we or anybody could possibly fix the contest. Now, are one of the questions... Uh, uh, what was the name of the priest that molested you and got you to do the comic book? That's on page six, I think. Okay. No, but the Will there be a story arc where your main character goes back to kill the priest? Not that I know of. Okay. But, you know, now I've got an idea for a sequel. There you go. <laughs> um, so, anyways, the uh, contest uh, runs for one week, and you'll be getting a five... It's worth 500 bucks. And, by the way, Robert does not make any more lightsabers with sound cards. These are going to be the last ones that he makes. He, what happened? They've become too difficult uh, for him to, uh, to obtain. So from now on, he's these are the last ones. AKA his mom is complaining about the noise. This is oh a, man. Okay, no more noise. Well, these are gonna have sound, and these are the last. You make ones geek he's items for a living, and we make fun of you. <laughs> uh, so uh, the winner, once he's won, like, does he just get a custom one, or can he actually talk to Robert and make it get it custom made? Because because when I win, no, it's pre-made. Uh, oh man, the, I want a badass one. You want to make a, it yourself? Yeah, like a naked chick. <laughs> I want like a naked chick on yeah, my... Maybe in a later contest, it's not a bad idea. Naked chick with like a panther? Them, um, I could, in fact, have them design it themselves, and he will make it any way you want to make it. Yeah, like mine would have really like a phallic. fucking sweet naked chick with like a with like a, a panther or a dragon or something. What color blade? A naked panther? And they're like... they're like Skin-colored blade or they're something? They're like having sex, and, and when you turn it on, she goes... Ah! Mm. And then, you know what I mean? Like, it just ha like, like, it, like, it has, like, sex sounds. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, like sex oh, sounds. Like, oh. I'll ask then, Robert, but I don't think he's going to make it. And then when you turn it off, she goes, oh, yeah. Or something like that. Like, you, like, satisfied her. No, with your, like, I'm tired. I got to take a nap. Oh, like, you, like, she orgasmed with your savage lightsaber weaponry oh, and your fighting skills. Let's put these down. Right? You could make sex toys. Like, yes, think about could. it. No, that uh, thing would become a dildo in two seconds if you yes, made my could, badass leopard right. fucking. Like, you're the first person to think of that. Tell me you wouldn't want a lightsaber with, a, with like a hot chicken effed by a leopard. <laughs> <laughs> 
Tell me you wouldn't want that. Robert? I don't want that. that. What, come on. It'll be like blacklight sensitive. So like you oh, blacklight? You could be like, hey, baby, it's time. <laughs> oh, yeah. And like you get your shit on. Okay. You're not right, actually right, going right. to fight a fucking Sith Lord. You need real-time, like, you need real-world applications for, like, a, like a fucking movie prop. You're not going to go out and fight the gal like, bad guys in the galaxy. You need, like, a real-world application for this lightsaber. Otherwise, it's just taking up space in your apartment, right? So why don't you make a lightsaber that will, pleasure, well, that will pleasure your woman? So you can go, let's get it on. Like, starts playing. Get, like, a little Barry White coming out of your lightsaber. Black light. Maybe something to set the mood. Think about that. Maybe, Black maybe like a little bit of velvet on the grip. Look, I don't make the damn. John has posters of unicorns around the room. Dude, blacklight unicorns and shit up on the wall. Be like, it's, baby, it's, it's fucking time. Groundbreaking. Idea. What do you think about that? Lightsaber it turns on. It's fucking time. <laughs> just, in, just, just, just in case your woman has teeth, you know, you can put the lightsaber in. Well, there, yeah, there's your scout. Guys, the lightsaber scout. Full circle. <laughs> It's a great idea. I don't know why it wasn't thought of. Don't you think? So, enough, enough ballyhoo. Yes. If you are interested, ain't it cool news? Ain't it cool news? February fourth. That's one, where you started up. Um, it's only going to last for one week um, because it's going to be such a short time. It's not going to be millions of people are going to be entering. It's going to be you know a, a smaller contest. So you have a chance. You have a chance of winning, and also there the. It's uh, not like McDonald's Mc, Monopoly no, contest. Oh man, I fucking collect those, man. <laughs> well, everyone does. Who everyone fucking wins? Does. Who wins? Every, who? Right. Well, who? You're going to know. Mayor McCheese. That's who I've wins. Never, they don't even have commercials. At least the uh, the publishing clearinghouse. They have yes. the commercial where they show you one. Who has fucking won? Shit. Okay, somewhere McDonald's. the hamburger has like all the L's. Or all like the, or all the like the like all the all the yeah, boardwalks all the boardwalks all the like, boardwalks. Ah. You know what? You can tell them now. Though. You are How the are they gonna know? I was a hamburger for Halloween in seventh grade. That's 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 really good. You shit. actually, you no, I can see that. See the hamburger. Thank you. They are gonna find out. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's, here's what's cool. Thing. Here's what's cool. Why Geekscape is awesome. Yes. The winner for this contest will actually be announced on our show. Live. We will be, we will be contacting them on this show. Well, live on the show, but live tell them on the website. So it'll be pretty exciting. We will call them and ask them if they have received their black leopard effing okay, girl. Now hang on, wait, wait, before we go back into phallic stuff. There's okay. one more thing you need to know about the contest. It's one entry per person. Except now, the comic book stores had asked right. me, "Can you please get people to come into the store somehow?" I cannot. It's no purchase necessary. You can read the book online for free. Um, but I can't make you buy anything to enter the contest, uh, the laws and all that good stuff. Right. But what I can ask you to do, if you walk into any comic book store in America and get a photograph of you with any of the employees, and you'll see it's all on the Inicool News page, and you send that to me, you can choose four other numbers, giving you a total of five chances to win. Where do we send that? It's, uh, there's an it's email. A, it, there's going to be a link at Ain't It Cool News. It'll say, uh, you click on one, it'll take you to a form, answer your three questions. If you click on the second link, you can attach a photograph of uh, being in a comic book store, and you get four more chances. So you, awesome. So you go from one chance to five chances. If you go out, go into your comic book store, check out their cool stuff, and take that photo. Yes, but if you happen to enjoy what you read, it wouldn't kill you to order the book as long as you're there. So if you happen to like it, why don't you buy Bizarre I, I'm World? telling you, I love I love this series. I did love the, this this three issue series. I can't wait for the sequel. I'm being honest with you. And, 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 the, and when the when the first series comes out on trade, are they going to be extras? What kind of extras? Uh, yeah, there's going to be some extras. Um, not a ton. Uh, behind the scenes, uh, my book was made with. Uh, a lot of reference photography. We went up in helicopters to right. get some of those photos, so we'll be showing you some of those. Obviously, behind-the-scenes artwork. 
Um, gag reels. Gag no, no maybe gag reels. director's commentary? Uh, no, nothing like that. Uh, there is a story that, you know what, I can tell on Geekscape, um, uh, and it's a little dirty, but because we're on Geekscape, we can say whatever we Absolutely. like. Absolutely. Right? There was a story that I wanted to put in there, or I wanted to put in the trade, but I, I can't imagine that I'm going to put it into print because the book is pretty much all ages. It's uh, the story Blind. Let's keep that from happening, Brian. What is Whoa. that? Was... Brian is wrangling a bunch of uh, dogs right now. Oh. He, he's like the he's like the dog whisperer. Oh. <laughs> um, in one of the trades, I wanted to do as a behind the scenes extra. Um, Tone Rodriguez had drawn this scene in Blind. Did you ever, you read Free Comic Book Day, right? Yeah. In the original version of Blind, <laughs> you're losing her. Um, you're losing her. Oh, here comes the dog. Here comes the dog. You can pick her up. Oh, poor thing. And poor just put thing. her back. Careful, oh. careful, Brian. Okay. So in the original, in the original. Um, in the uh, original version of Blind, when Tone Rodriguez drew it, the urine was a bit too... Um, urine? Yeah. Uh, Yellow? Com- no, it was real clumpy. Oh! So it didn't look like... It looked like jizz. Yeah, it looked like jizz. So I wanted to kind of show the X-rated version of it somewhere, yeah. and I was hoping I might be able to get it into a, a trade paperback somewhere. But, you know, I can't do that without making it uh, less than uh, family-friendly. Yeah, we, we do not like... Schism in our comics. Yeah, yeah, that's the way Tone drew it. But you know, when Wes added the color to it, it just it looked uh, it looked like uh, there you go. So <laughs> I'm excited about this contest. I actually really am. So we got this contest. We got uh, a bunch of other stuff. Gilmore, how are you doing on time? You're fine. Yeah, you do not. Uh, real quick, we really shafted you guys on video games. Oh, wait, okay, can I ask what? you something? Uh, two things. Have you guys talked about Heath Ledger yet? Oh no, Heath Ledger died. The Heath Ledger thing, I'm mixed about. I just feel really, really upset. But um, he's really talented. Like at first, yeah, I thought it was like a drug OD. Is... But let's not talk video games. We can talk about Heath Ledger. Uh, I didn't really play any video games. Um, <laughs> I played. Uh, I played Rock Band at Sundance. I played Rock Band at Sundance. Okay. Was it part of? Please, Gilmore. Your job as dog wrangling is horrible. He is sitting right in the light. Oh. Do you not see that, Gilmore? What are you doing? Thank you, Gilmore. This Heath Ledger thing is such a surprise, and um, it's just so sad. Yeah. It, because at first, we, we think the Rockstar thing, that he OD'd on drugs, but th- th- this was prescribed medication that he got. Uh, is it official yet, how he died? I heard it was still inconclusive. It was, I mean, it was drug-related. It was drug-related. But what do we got? But, I mean, it's, it's, it's sleeping pills. It's sleeping pills, but yeah. the guy had insomnia. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... Well, and I, I've but it read wasn't it. an accident, though, right? I, I don't think, think he OD'd. I, yeah, I don't think he OD'd. I don't think he OD'd. I think what I had read, pieced together from various things, is he's, he said in an interview a couple of months ago that when he started shooting that Joker part, he had a lot of trouble sleeping, and he started taking sleeping pills, and he sort of joked in the interview, he's like, yeah, you know, I'll take one, and that'll, like, knock me out for an hour, and that's not, you know. And so I think what it is is he's been having sleeping trouble, so he's taking more and more pills to try and catch up on sleep and just took too many. And you so can't the, do that. Did the Joker kill him? No, the Joker mm, didn't did kill him. I think that's crazy. Him, he probably had yeah. insomnia before the role. But I got to tell you, if he had discovered Geekscape, he could have gone to sleep easily. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you watch the show right now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, wake up, people. Wake yeah. up. No, Poor did, Terry Gilliam. Terry Gilliam Again. gets fucked on yeah. everything. No, wait, did you hear the latest on that one, though? What's the latest on the Terry Gilliam movie um, that Heath Ledger was shooting when... Yeah, it came out yesterday that they... Supposedly, the character that Heath plays jumps into a mirror, and he could get changed, 
and they're thinking about keeping his performance and have him turning in. Uh, turning sounds like I'm making this up, but he could turn into Johnny Depp, and they're approaching Johnny Depp right now. This this is in the trades. Because they're good friends as well, and Johnny uh, isn't working. Yeah, so. I, I could see how if you're friends or something, you'd want to like finish off this legacy. But it, it is really sad. I mean, the, the, this terrible. dude, you know, it's, it wasn't a dumb drug o- OD. It wasn't anything like that. This guy... It wasn't like a Chris Farley binge of... It, well, yeah, it wasn't like a drug binge. It wasn't some one of these rock star things. It's like, dude, you just couldn't sleep. You yeah. couldn't sleep. Yeah. Uh, you heard about the church, right? The church? Uh, there's some church out in the Midwest that's going to protest his his. Uh, they, now I think it might have happened on Friday, if I'm not funeral? mistaken. Yeah. They but protest it's, his isn't funeral. Those Baptists. Yes. Again? Yes. What, what is Fuck this? Baptist. Because the he back. played a gay yeah. guy in Brokeback Mountain, and that pro- you know, and that. Uh, uh, but he was bad, all, but, according but, to them. But he was won. also in the order, and that was a very respectful depiction of the Catholic Church. <laughs> Apparently, these, are, these guys are worse. They're Baptists. Those are these are the this is, these are the same yes. guys that went out and protested like this transvestite guy. Uh, he was like in high school, and he was like beaten to death by like some like you know ignorant kids. They're just yes, that's them. Yes, they're just looking for publicity. They're not yeah. going to get it on Geekscape. Sorry. I fucking hate that. I, I hate that shit. Uh, oh, fuck. Yeah, poor guy. Um, it's really sad. It's a sad story. Um, it's just it, a waste. It's, it's just a waste. I mean, we'll see. I mean, who knows what this kid's career would have turned into, you know? Personally, I was watching TV the other day, and they kept repeating over and over this interview that he was talking about... Um, he was saying something like, I'm sorry, help me out here. Why did he, why did he say it was okay to die? Because something had happened? Uh, because he had his daughter on his life. Oh, that's right. After his daughter was born, he felt that he could be complete and he might be supposedly content. Because he's, he's passed die. on something. Yeah, because he's left left his mark, so to speak. Well, there's no doubt since but her mom is Michelle it Williams, over and she over. will grow up and be a hot piece of... <laughs> Jesus. Oh, John! What the fuck? I refuse to What is wrong with you? Jesus. This is terrible. You should be ashamed. I mean, you leave a good legacy. You know what I mean? Oh. Like, <laughs> wow. is this what you guys do every week? Talk about no. teeth and vaginas and Heath no. Ledger's daughter and <laughs> kind of. <laughs> well, yes. Okay. Right. Talked about Clover failed. John, two minutes. Yeah. Um, two minutes. I really think that we should stop this show. <laughs> oh my we may not have this a show. The, next this should week. be the last. We show. just. We're going to get the Baptists right out here, marching along. How dare you? I, I mean, all I'm saying is she's going to be attractive. You know, she could be... I'm going to let it go. Stop. you got to let that go. Okay. What the fuck? What are you, fucking Bush with, in Iraq? You're just digging the hole deeper? What are you doing? We pull out while you can. Pull out. Piece of shit. You took Afghanistan. Just leave now. It won't be as bad. We oh will see God. you guys next week on Geekscape. We will see Skipper Martin again soon, I hope. When uh, we announce weeks. the winner of this contest... Uh, go and, and look on Anticle News after January 4th, or February 4th. February 4th. To get yourself entered into it. February 4th, Anticle News. Get it's yourself only one week, though, February 4th through the 11th. We're Geekscape. You can find us at geekscape.net. Our forums at geekscape.net slash forums. And we got MySpace, myspace.com slash geekscape geekscape net. We got Facebook. Just search for us on Facebook. This is uh, so disturbing. Nick, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm calling the Baptists to start protesting the show now. There you go. Well, no, they didn't, he didn't do anything gay, though. That's fine. Not oh, yet. Yeah, oh. give me another hour. No, 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 no. But you like Heath Ledger. So yeah. now, you know, I like Heath Ledger. Yeah, so there you go. The Baptists are like Rambo. <laughs>
Why couldn't the Baptist missionaries have gone into Burma? Yeah, who are they? Are they Mormon missionaries? What kind of missionaries That's a movie, man. I don't know. Yeah, they don't even say what kind of missionaries. They're just dudes in white shirts. white people. (laughs) The missionaries. The missionaries. I love because I believe that Stallone thinks that simply, you know? They were just missionaries. Good people. Just, just, just missionaries. Wait, are you going to go see the movie again? Because we're going to go see it again tonight. Maybe because I need to see where the big crowd six o'clock. and you know the big crowds are going to dissipate after that a while. That movie is incredible. I, I want to go back and you know, yell and scream now. at the theater again. It was wonderful. Four seconds. That's fine. So. Ready, guys? That's our show. <laughs> go home. <and> cry. <laughs> I am home. Cry. Cry. <laughs> you don't deserve to cry. Hug me. Hug Jesus. Me. Good Lord. Jeez, man. (laughs) Good God.